I'm Shelby Olschlager. This is Weekend Hustle, and we are Barrel Racers. Join us on our journey to personal growth for us and our horses. Together, we can hustle. Words from Shelby McKamey. The color yellow is so much more than a color to me. It's the meaning behind it. When you think of the color yellow, some may think of sunflowers, mustard, or if you're in rodeo, even superstition or bad luck. The Bible tells us Matthew 17, 20. If you have the faith of a size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. When I rodeo in yellow, it's more than just trying to identify the odds or destroy the superstition about bad luck inside the arena. For starters, when you have the faith of a mustard seed, you learn through your relationship with Christ, there is no such thing as luck. I don't believe in luck. I believe in blessings. God has already created our past, so no amount of worry, fear, or superstition is going to change that. The reason I started wearing yellow is a memory of my dad, who committed suicide, and what light I want to shed over the trial of my life to help others not make the same decision my dad did. My mission is to inspire those affected by depression and suicide, that they may have a life of purpose by being a living example. Superstition says when you wear yellow in the arena, you feel like all odds are against you. You're going to hit a barrel. You're going to miss your calf. You're not going to make eight seconds, etc. Well, if you have ever experienced depression or had suicidal thoughts, you feel the same way, but instead of just the roadie arena, it's the world and everyone in it. Yellow just so happens to be one of the colors for depression and suicide awareness. In 2014, God told me one day he would give me a platform through rodeo to help bring light to such a terrible thing. I say thing because I don't want to title it. It doesn't deserve a title. I feel depression and suicide are just so hush-hush in today's society, but specifically in the rodeo industry. Sometimes someone cannot just cowboy up or put on their big girl panties. Please follow the journey of Yellow Felt Soul and please listen to this episode with Shelby McKamey. Now, Shelby, for those that don't know your channel, like I came across your Instagram page and I really liked what you were promoting and doing there. So for those that are listening that haven't heard of you, can you just give a bit of a backstory and explain your yellow felt soul? My mission is those affected by depression and suicide that they may have a life and a purpose by being a living example. And this is um, something that God laid on my heart was to wear a yellow hat. And I, I mean, I remember very vividly that I, told God he was crazy. I'm like, not wearing a yellow hat. Well, here we are. I wear a yellow hat. So what is the, um, what is the purpose exactly behind like your mission and like with your posts and you wearing a yellow hat, you're showing people by example. So how does that play into your rodeo world and just your day to day to day life? I just, I really just want to inspire and motivate people and remind them of their worst and know that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be depressed, mm-hmm. but it's not okay to stay there. And a lot of people don't realize that. And it's so hush-hush. Um, to be real honest, my dad is, is the one that I kind of have this testimony with. Or not kind of. He is the one that, that gave me this testimony. Um, or the reason that I have this testimony. And he's the one that committed suicide. And I remember thinking, why can't I tell people, you know, that my dad killed himself? Like my dad died to me. There was no shame for it. And now growing up, 
I see how much shame and um, how secretive it is. But if it wasn't so secretive, maybe the numbers and the statistics of suicide would decline significantly. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to bring light to such a terrible thing. And, and I say thing because I don't want to give it a name. It doesn't deserve a name. So with me wearing the yellow hat, it allowed me to create a platform to bring the awareness specifically within the rodeo industry. Absolutely. I love what you're doing. Like that is, that's just so much like so powerful right there in itself of it's a very unique situation and and a unique story that you have that a lot of people might not be able to relate specifically to that example, but you've been in the trenches. Like you have first handedly experienced what depression can do to people and how it affects the lives of everyone around the person that is depressed and dealing with it. So what would you say like when, um, like for yourself getting over that type of that trauma how did yellow felt soul and how did just you recovering on your own? Like, what did that look like? I'd be lying if I said that it was easy. If it happened overnight, um, my dad has been gone for 19 years and there are still days where I break because I wish that he had just reached out to someone just Mm -hmm. to talk to someone so he could still be here to see dreams. But the thing about it is that 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 is something that happened in my life and I cannot dwell on it. You cannot sit there and just say, Oh, poor pitiful me. Mm -hmm. God gave you this testimony for a reason. Mm -hmm. God doesn't allow the trials and tribulations in our life to happen with him not having a light at the end of the tunnel. For sure. And uh, I've kind of always said that if I help one person through every trial that I endure in my life, then it was worth it. Absolutely. It's, it's so true. I always believe that as well. It's like, if you're able to just make a difference in one person's life, all the posts you do and sharing your stories and putting yourself and your story out there to the world. And yeah, like if one person is able to benefit and feel a bit more lifted up because of it, then you're right. It is so worth it. And you're doing exactly what you set out to do. Like you're setting out to Mm -hmm. bring more awareness, to help people and kind of show by example. So do you think like just with the whole by example, we all know in our own lives, we're imperfect. We're learning as we go. We make mistakes. Putting yourself in that space of maybe being criticized for maybe things you're not like you almost like the practice, what you preach motive. Like it's really hard sometimes when you put yourself out there to be shown and seen and judged for like potentially. And what has that been like just for yourself of being okay doing that? being okay putting your story out there and being okay sharing everything you've gone through. What brings, like, what gives you that strength to keep doing it? You know, it is super hard. At first I was, I was just known as the girl with the yellow hat. I did wear, I wore that hat every single run for almost a year prior to releasing yellow felt soul. Okay. And, um, even some of my close friends, they teased me about it. And I knew that eventually God would tell me, okay, it's time to release it. And June 6th, 2019 is the day that I released Yellow Felt Soul. Then I had people message me saying, 
I am so sorry. I had no idea. I didn't want them to feel bad. Like that is exactly the reaction that I wanted out of people because of the fact that it's going to be noticeable. Mm -hmm. And yes, I used to rodeo for Shelby McKamey. Like I rodeoed for myself and then I realized that I needed to rodeo for God because he was the one that blessed me with the, the ability, the horse, just everything as a package. Then I later realized that I'm no longer rodeo for Shelby McKamey at all. It's mm-hmm. just for God and yellow felt soul. Absolutely. Did that give you a bit of a shift with your riding and your competitiveness? Absolutely. And not probably not in the same manner that you probably are thinking. I have a tendency to put a lot of pressure on myself. And so I put even more pressure on myself, knowing that I now had a purpose more than just rodeoing. And for example, this is the first time that I've ever really admitted it, even to myself, that this year I was trying to make the finals and it's not going to happen this year. That hurts because I wanted Yellow Felt Soul to be on that platform. Absolutely. And I got depressed this summer. I'm still fighting my way through it mm-hmm. because I felt like a failure. I felt like mm-hmm. I had let God down. I had let my followers and anybody that has anything to do with Yellow Felt Soul, I felt like I let them down. And I just honestly, as a whole, I felt like a failure because I did not conquer that goal. Right. But I had to step back and say, this was me taking the reins from God mm-hmm. instead of trusting him, instead of praying that God, if this is your will, please allow it to happen. Instead, well, I'm going for the final. Yes, I'm not saying I hit the ground running because in, in your goals and admirations, you have to. You have to give it your all. But I put God kind of burner. I was the one that was trying to control all situations. And whenever I couldn't, I got frustrated. I got mad. I, I got sad. And then whenever I realized that I was not going to make the finals this year, um, I, I don't even know if I'll end up making the top 50 this year. That's whenever I realized like, okay, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I just, I had to give it back to him. Right. The control of the outcomes that you're expecting you're going to have, right? Absolutely. And it's not God saying, no, Shelby, you're not going to make the finals. It's Shelby, 2020 is not the year I have for you. Right. I have a much bigger plan than you could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. God doesn't hold us from things to be spiteful, to be mean, to not give us what we want. God holds us because he made know that we're not ready or Mm -hmm. he may know that if he just holds us back a little bit it's kind of like you know futurity courses Mm -hmm. you may hold that four-year-old back to futurity their five-year-old year year because you know if you go ahead and enter them they may not shine the way you they can they need that extra year to mature yeah 
Yeah. I love that allergy. It's so true. You, you know, like you're putting the, the horse is putting the faith in you. I mean, the horse doesn't understand, but us as humans, we're putting the faith above to, to know when is the right time to hold us back for that year. And for you realizing that 2020 isn't the year you make finals, but you're being so with what you're saying, you're being so optimistic about it of, and I, and like, I just love that so much of just knowing, okay, not this year, but there is bigger and better things in store for me later on. And just having that outlook in that perspective shift of, you know, you're giving the reins back a little to be like, this is what's in store. It's not what I want, but I'm sure it's going to be what I need later on. So, so with that, your journey, like for rodeo and stuff, you becoming like that leader and that idol will happen and it has happened, but that platform isn't available to you just right yet. So when, when you feel like that, can you kind of explain a little bit of the, the competition in the arena verse in real life, kind of that your life of purpose and winning doesn't equal acceptance. So can you just kind of touch on that idea a bit about like the success in the arena versus actually being accepted in other aspects of your life? Those gold buckles and those wins, those arena records, they're not going to fulfill your joy. They may make you happy. Um, And there's on the book that I read, breaks it down to the difference between happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. Joy is your true inner peace. So whenever you win that buckle, yes, that will bring happiness. I, I can't even imagine the amount of happiness a gold buckle could bring one. Mm-hmm. But actually, that gold buckle is going to age. It's going to tarnish. It's going to just become a paperweight pretty much. Mm-hmm. But if you have your, your word and you find your fulfillment within Christ, it's ever evolving and he will continue to pour into you as long as you pour into him. Even whenever we're weak, he wants us to cry out to him. And I know that there has been times in the last couple months that I didn't feel like God wanted to hear from me, that I wasn't worthy of of him hearing from me that he had bigger and better or bigger and worse things to deal with than little me. Mm. So that's not the case. He wants us to cry out to him. He wants us to come to him. And even whenever we feel we are low, God sees us at our worst and he still loves us unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, there's power to that. If your tendency and you're in a low point in your life, just reminding yourself of that is uplifting and it it makes you feel not so alone when you feel the most alone in your life. So what I kind of want to know as well is so handling with depression is not a task you do by yourself. And I find that is the natural thing that will happen is people isolate and they become alone and more alone. So Based on your experience, Shelby, kind of what would you say for the listeners of dealing and if someone is dealing with depression or they're dealing with depression, how do we handle that to be there for someone that is in their low point of their life? Whenever they isolate and whenever they try to push you away, respect them, but know that they need you more than ever now. Mm -hmm. And also 
they're not pushing you away because of what you did. Mm-hmm. Whenever somebody is depressed and they push their friends or family away, the friends and family think, well, what did I do wrong? It increases that gap and that wedge in between the two individuals. Because I know that I've done it before. Mm-hmm. And I want that person to put down and set aside their pride and not, in a sense, be so selfish. At this moment, this is not about you. Mm-hmm. This is about bettering and helping your friend, your your sister, your mom, your cousin, whoever it is. And if you don't know how, pray for them. Mm-hmm. Simply say, God, please fulfill their heart with love and worthiness and clear their mind of any negativity, any overthinking, and just hold them in your arms because they are they are your child. Yeah, absolutely. That's great and good advice for those that are dealing with it in their life right now and just how they can become some of a light for other people and being someone in your, like, aside from even someone you don't even know, the people that or you do know the people we don't know, we can do that as well without even knowing them. We can be a bit of positivity and be someone in their life that came across and just complimented them or were really friendly. And that can make a huge difference more than you even realize for those people that, you know, are trying to be more positive and like, how can we just go through our day-to-day life and like share more positivity and more welcoming and more community as opposed to especially in the rodeo field I'm not entirely sure what it's like down there but just the competitiveness I know it can be a divider and block two people that could potentially help each other from meeting or you know just from the competitiveness so for those people that like do rodeo or just in general you know is a good way to go around just being like that positive light for people you know and people you don't even know Give compliments because even whenever you're feeling down, one of the best ways to better yourself and to bring more positivity into your life is filling others. And I understand that sometimes whenever you feel empty, you can't pour into others. Mm -hmm. But whenever you do, naturally, that gives us a sense of self-worth. So I know for me, there's times where I've been completely depressed And I will go find somewhere to volunteer. Mm. I mean, a local animal shelter. What? Who doesn't love (laughs) playing with puppies and dogs and Mm -hmm. cats? And yet you're helping that animal shelter in more ways than you could ever imagine. A soup kitchen. Like, it doesn't have to be anything big. If you have a neighbor that you notice their yard is looking a little tall, instead of Thinking poorly of them as, oh, they're being lazy or don't want to upkeep their lawn, ask them or simply just grab the weed eater, the lawnmower, go do it for them because you don't know what it's like in their life. You're not in their shoes. Because a lot of the time, the people who are depressed, you never know it. Um, I've always said that whenever you're depressed, whenever you go to your closet to pick out your wardrobe for the day, It's also like you pick out a mask to just put on your face and just to make it through the day. And then whenever you get home, you get to crawl underneath the covers in bed in the dark room and go back to how you truly feel. Right. So it may not be 
the fact that that person is being lazy is they may truly care, but whenever they come home, they, they're literally trying to fight for their life. So the last thing they want to deal with is simply motor wrong. And the little small gesture, the hour that it took out of your day to pour into them, it could potentially be what turns their life and their mindset around. Yeah. The small, the small things usually make the biggest difference. And what you said is just so true. And like the giving compliments, it's such a small gesture, but it, it works for both of you. It brings positivity and it uplifts both of you. You're giving a compliment to someone and it could be a stranger that you might've just made their day. You giving that bit of light and giving them a smile and telling them they look good or giving them a compliment of their performance and those little gestures 100% can go such a long way. I like just even with your Instagram, you post that a lot. You share that side of like, I challenge like giving it, like I saw your post about a challenge. Like I challenge you to give someone a compliment. And as well as that, like you're kind of putting yourself out of your comfort zone. If someone's more timid and quiet, I know myself, like I've had a hard time putting myself out there and it's kind of ironic. I'm literally like hosting a podcast now, but it's, it's like a trained response. It's a trained thing that you can have control over it. And it is something we do have control over where a lot of things in life, we really don't have a ton of control. And I'm sure like I've experienced it. I'm sure you have time and time again. It's full of the uncontrollable where I think what you said like that is actually something we have control over. What do you think about that in general? Like like with rodeo, it must be a really tough road to go down and to tell yourself I'm going to do it. And, you know, you're putting it on the line. You're giving it your all. So with that, kind of going back to that, how do you, how do you handle the setbacks and just staying on track? Like, how do you stay ahead and understanding like your why? Like, how do you just remind yourself that of the daily to keep pushing further ahead? This summer was definitely different than any other summer because I, at times, was not able to keep pushing personally. And it was calling partner, um, Brittany Barnett. It was my boyfriend. It was even as simple as, the support for my sponsors to keep going, whether I wanted to or not, that is what pushed me to just keep going. And something just popped in my head that whenever you feel like you can't keep going, those little shuffle steps, those little shaky, wobbly, like newborn fold type mm-hmm. steps, they still count as moving forward. Yeah. You have to always celebrate the small victory. And um, let's see, it was back in 2018. I was sitting up in the stands talking to Ty Hillman at the Wilford Pro Rodeo. And I had been in a slump. And Ty asked me, he said, what thing you want out of this run? I want a clean run. That's all I want. If it clocks, great. I want a clean run. He said, what do you need to do to have the clean run? And I explained it. He said, okay. I don't want you to listen to the clock. I don't want you to look at the placing. I want you to be happy with you having a clean run. And it made me see a different perspective of, I don't have to go in this win every time by the clock or by the secretary's results. 
me having that clean run was a win for me. Mm-hmm. Whether your horse is starting to have some alley issues and you just want to not get nervous and allow your horse to walk in flat-footed, mm-hmm. that's a win. Keeping the second barrel up, that's a win. Not blowing by your first, that's a win. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're battling in or out of the arena, focus on that, not the whole picture. Right. You don't get to the top of the mountain one jump. Mm-hmm. You have to climb one at a time. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. It's true. And I find people forget that often. And we have the really high expectations for ourselves, and we think we're going to climb the mountain in one jump. And when it doesn't happen, that's when we give up, which is the ultimate thing that we never want to happen. And, or we just were defeated and the defeated feelings make it either, you know, like unenjoyable. We're not winning in our head because our, our winning expectation is to actually like either win. But meanwhile, like you said, like winning can be such a small little victory. It's like an own personal victory that we set for ourselves. And I love how it actually, like it worked out well for you you had a clean run and it was a win. Like it might not have in the eyes of other people have been that way, but for you, you know, it was, and then you feel like you actually accomplished what you're setting out to do. And I think that is that in itself is just super powerful to remind and remember that it doesn't happen in one jump or in one day or in one run always, but we're gifted with the next day. We have tomorrow to, you know, try again, get up and keep pushing ahead. So with that, with, and with yellow felt soul, where you envision yourself, like you, where do you want to go with it? I used to have answers for you. (laughs) Um, but anymore, I don't because just from the day I released it to where I am now, I did not think yellow felt soul would be where it is. And so I eventually want, you know, a yellow night at the NFR. Mm -hmm. I eventually want the superstition to just almost disappear. Besides that, like where I want to see it within five years, where I want to see it within 10 years, 25 years, et cetera. I can't give you those answers Mm -hmm. because I, that's not up to me. This is all God. God is the one that showed me the light Mm -hmm. that, showed me this platform that has given me the opportunities that has brought the people into my life that he has. Mm-hmm. And so I, I honestly, I don't know anymore because he wants to take this in, to places that I never thought were possible. Yeah, for sure. And that's almost the best way is not knowing or having that exact plan, but you're going with it. And I think with what you're doing, that's the best approach of just we don't we don't know what's happening, but we're going with it. And you have the visions of what you hope to happen, but there's no timeline. It's gonna I'm sure it will happen for you because I feel like you're on totally the right track with this. And I'm excited to see the yellow night at the NFR. I am excited to keep seeing more of what you're doing and seeing the difference that Yellow Felt Soul is gonna make in the rodeo world and just in the lives of others that might have a similar story to you. And with that, I just appreciate you sharing that story because I know it isn't going to, I know it can't be easy to keep going back to that place of 19 years ago in the stem of yellow felt soul and what it all means to you, because it's such a personal topic just hits deep into someone. 
with this story. It does. Yeah. I honestly, it was almost like I had buried that part of my life and um, was okay. And then it was like, mm, no, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. This is going to continue to be brought up. Yeah. And at first I took it in a negative aspect. Mm-hmm. But now at this point, it's like I get to feel that my dad's still with me. I'm not going to lie. This podcast is super, super special because today's his birthday. Oh my goodness. Oh, you're going to make me cry. How old would he have been? He would have been 55 this year. Wow. And so, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that I miss my dad every single day of my life, but it's not one of those things that I can sit and dwell on because he's not coming back. I I will get to see him again one day, but in the meantime, I'm going to use what, what was allowed and what happened in my life to help others not make that same choice. For sure. that That's unbelievable. And you're honoring him. You're remembering him in the positive way and how you can use that to make a difference for others by honoring him. And with Yellow Felt Soul, it's in honor of your dad. And that is the little bit of light and a little bit of beauty in a traumatic situation that you've gone through. So again, I appreciate that so much. And I hope that if anyone is listening to this and they have questions for Shelby and they want to share their story and they want to hear her story and find meaning in her story for themselves, I encourage you to go find her on social media. So Shelby, I thank you again. And for those that are interested in finding you and following Yellow Felt Soul, where can they find you? I'm on both Facebook and Instagram and it's just Yellow Felt Soul on Instagram and Facebook. Perfect. Yeah. And I'll take you in it and I'll be, you know, pushing this out to everyone so I can reach as many people for you. And so again, I thank you so much for joining me today with that, Shelby. Well, I greatly appreciate you having me. This has been wonderful. And I do want to say this before we get off. Okay. Depression, anxiety, or just one thing, why they're going through things if they have had a family member or a friend commit suicide and you just need somebody to talk to, know that I'm just a message away. Please, please me if you just need to talk because I will be there to listen and help guide and comfort the best that I can because I know for the longest stop me from talking to anyone mm-hmm. so everyone listening you have a new friend and it's at yellow felt soul <laughs> and that's awesome I appreciate that so much Shelby yes thank you so much for having me